So in this lesson, we're going to look at uh, Ruby methods. Now, methods are a way to um, encapsulate and provide names for uh, Ruby expressions so that we can recall them several times without having to rewrite the same code in multiple different places. You know, um, we can just simply keep calling the method on some object and keep running that code that is within inside that uh, method body. Now we've looked at some methods uh, already, um, some built-in ones, uh, for example, on the string class, like our upcase, downcase, capitalized methods, and so forth. Um, but now we're going to look at uh, writing our own methods. So let's jump over into IRB and uh, get a feel for writing our own methods. So let's look first at how to define a method. Now we define a method with uh, the def keyword, DEF, and then you can put a space here, and then you write the name of your method that you're about to create. Uh, so for example, let's just name uh, this method say underscore hello, okay? Then if you hit enter, we're on a new line here, and this is now, we're now inside the method body. So this is where we can write the Ruby code that we want to execute uh, when we call this method on some object, okay? So let's start simple here and just do a put statement for hello world. Let's do a capital H there. Okay, and now, so this is the all the code that we're going to put inside this method, and then we'll hit enter here, and then we need to end the method with uh, the end keyword here. Okay, so that completes our method definition. If we hit enter here, we'll see uh, that we get this symbol of say hello returned back to us, indicating that this method has now been defined and it's available for use. Now, in order to call this method, uh, previously, we've seen things where we've been calling uh, methods on objects. So, um, for example, in our uh, string example, if we say the upcase method, for example, if we use the string hello and we say dot upcase and hit enter, see, we get, remember, we get that string back in all capital letters, but we're calling this method on this string object here. Now, uh, something that we're going to touch on here real quick and we'll dig into more in future lessons is that. Um, we are always calling a method on uh, some object. Now, puts is a method. Um, it doesn't look like we're calling it on any object, um, but we are. Now, this string that we're passing to puts, hello world, this is its argument. You can very much uh, use parentheses right here to um, uh, denote the argument list. In fact, let's look at one right now. So if we say puts, hello, and we close our parentheses here, we see that it works just the same as if we uh, did not have the parentheses. Remember in our earlier video, I said parentheses are optional. Um, we are going to tend to default to using parentheses in most cases. Um, puts, however, is one that I, I, in print statements, are ones that I typically tend to omit those parentheses on. Um, but just know that you can, um, you can put those parentheses there. Anyways, back to what I was saying about calling methods on objects. Uh, the puts method here, uh, what we are doing is actually we're calling this method on an implicit object. And the, the implicit object uh, right here, when we're calling these puts right here, um, is an object called main. And we can see that object if we type self into our IRB session, we get back that main object. And if we recall um, this puts right here with the parentheses, if I say self dot puts and hit enter, it runs just fine. So self is there's an implicit self happening right here. That's why we can omit the self dot part when we normally go to call puts. Um, it will be called on that object, and, or if we're inside a method, and this method is not 
on a particular, uh, it's not a particular instance method of any certain class. It'll work its way up to where the puts method is defined. And we'll talk about method lookup in a future video, um, but it'll eventually find it um, in the lookup path. So uh, it's a quick little detour about self and um, calling methods on objects. Um, in some cases, there are implicit objects that these methods are being called on. But back to our example here. So we've defined this say hello method. Now, if we wanted to uh, run the code inside the method body, we need to call this method. The way we do that is just by typing the name of the method, say hello, and hit enter. And then when we do that, we see that it runs our code, it uh, prints out hello world, and returns nil. Nil is the default return value from the puts method. So that's how you define a method. Now let's look real quick at um, defining methods that take arguments. So the way we do that is let's uh, let's rerun our uh, or redefine our say hello method here. So we'll say def say hello, and now we want this method to take an argument, and then we want to use that argument inside of the method body here. So the way we do that is we open up uh, a set of parentheses here, and then inside of here we give a name, an arbitrary name. Uh, you want probably to use a descriptive name here. Um, but it, this can be anything that you want. We provide a name for the argument uh, that we want to come in to our uh, method here. So let's just say, in this case, I'm going to say name. And then we will close that parenthesis off, or our, close our argument list off with a closing parenthesis. Hit enter. We are now inside the method body. So now let's say puts, uh, oops, uh, say puts, uh, hello, comma, name. I don't know why my terminal keeps doing that there. Um, but hello name, oh, I'm sorry, we need to interpolate name so that we can use that value inside of our method. And then we'll end this off just like that. Now we see that we have this say hello method available again. And now what we're doing, so when we go to call this method, we need to provide it with an argument here so that we get uh, the interpolation happening right here. So let's say, say hello. And then I'll just go ahead and pass my name in there. Say hello, Colin. And then when we hit enter on that, we see that it has taken the argument that was passed to our method when we called it that comes in here and we are interpolating it inside of this string and then printing that result out to the terminal. So say hello, Colin. So um, we can pass anything in right here and it will get uh, replaced or uh, interpolated into our string. Now we see that we have hello, Chris. So uh, maybe you can start to get a sense of how this could be useful, right? If you always want to say, if you're building an application, you always want to welcome the user that's signing in. You could write a default, you know, message, and then just dynamically insert that person's name that's logging into your application. Uh, so you don't have to write a, a custom message each time, or rewrite the same message each time a different person logs in. You can just recall this method and um, run this code and just interpolate the person's name that's logging into the application or program. So let's look at um, defining a method that takes uh, multiple arguments. So let's uh, make a, a method say def say or speak maybe. No, let's just do say. And we'll open up an argument list here and then we'll uh, let's say the first argument is going to be a greeting of some sort and then uh, the second argument will be a name. Now. 
the uh, again the names that you provide for the parameters here or arguments they can be whatever you want but it's good to have some descriptive uh, names here and you separate each one with a comma now uh, let's hit enter on this and we're inside the body of the method let's do a puts call and we'll just interpolate these two values here so uh, greeting we'll close that off and put a comma a space and then we'll interpolate uh, name right here close our string off and then end our method definition with the end keyword hit enter on that we've now uh, defined our say method it's available for use so we can say say and then we can pass in hello as the uh, first argument here and then we, we put a comma to separate it out to the next argument uh, and then I'll put my name right here hello Colin and then if we close our argument list off here and we hit enter we see that we get hello Colin now we can also say, um, you know, we can replace this first argument of hello with uh, good morning. And if we hit enter on that, then we get good morning, Colin. Now, let's look at uh, something else we can do here. Uh, we can define uh, default values for our arguments here so that in the event that an argument is not passed to our uh, method, it will not blow up. So, for example, if we just type say and we hit enter on that, we see we get an, uh, an error message that says, wrong number of arguments expected uh, given zero expected two and then this is the uh, actual uh, class of the error that is being raised by Ruby so what happened is we call it we tried to call our say method but we didn't pass it the expected arguments whenever you define arguments like this if you don't have any default value set they are expected when you go to call the method you have to pass them in or you'll run into an argument error like this so uh, one way to get around this, uh, of course, is to actually pass the expected amount of arguments to it. But another way is to define default values for uh, either all the arguments or certain arguments uh, so that if you omit one, the default value will be used and it will not raise this error. So let's look at how to do that now. Let's, uh, let's look at our, our redefine our say method here. So let's say say, we'll still do greeting. And then uh, let's give it a default value of hello. So the way to do that is we write the name of the argument. We'll put a space. Uh, you don't have to put a space. You could put the equal sign right up against here. I tend to put the space and then the equal sign and then uh, another space and then set the default. So in our case, let's set the default to hello. And then uh, we'll put a comma to separate this argument from the next one, which will be our name argument again. And then we'll close our argument list off here hit enter we are now in the uh, method body again and we'll do the same thing as we did before we'll do puts uh, greeting close that off a comma space and then we'll interpolate name in here again close our string and then make sure to end our method definition here so now if we go to call our same method here and we only pass in one argument say uh, my name here if I just do this and I hit enter what's going to happen is that since there's a default provided for this first argument of greeting, the sole argument that comes in will be used in the place of this second argument here, and the default will be used here. So if we hit enter on this, we see that we get hello Colin. So again, so uh, Ruby is smart enough to know that if we only pass in one argument, then use the default provided here and use uh, the actual the one argument that was passed in as this second argument here. Uh, and then use that uh, accordingly inside of our method body here. So, but now if we uh, if we say our say method here again, 
and we say good morning again as a first argument, comma, and then we'll say my name again. And if we end our argument list here, if we hit enter here, then since we have provided two arguments, the, um, the default value that we set up here is overridden by this first argument. <clears throat> so it is used right here as we see. So good morning, Colin. So uh, that's how you can provide default uh, values for your arguments and your methods. Now let's look at another um, way to uh, define arguments in Ruby uh, with uh, keyword arguments. Now one potential shortcoming of defining the arguments uh, this way is that they are order dependent. So for example, if we uh, recall or if we call our say uh, method again and I pass Colin first and then good morning after that, uh, what we're going to see is not the output that we expected. We get Colin good morning right here. So you have to make sure to pass the arguments in in the correct order. Um, which can be uh, somewhat problematic in certain cases. You know, if you don't know the, if you forget the order and you pass things in wrong, um, that could cause errors in your programs. So one feature of Ruby that allows us to uh, mitigate this is um, something called keyword arguments. So let's look at those real quick. I'm going to exit RB here just to clear all this out, and I'll hop back into it. And let's redefine our say method here. So we'll say def say. And then we'll open up uh, an open parenthesis, or we'll open up our argument list with an open parenthesis. And then we will say, just like we did before, greeting. But the only difference here is that we're going to put a colon at the end of this. And then let's just not worry about default values right now. Let's just look at how we do the keyword arguments here um, with no defaults. So then what we can do is add a comma and then put our second keyword argument of name right here. So we say name and then a colon right there at the end. And then let's close our argument list off here and then do the same thing as before. We'll say puts, greeting, uh, and then finish that interpolation syntax there, comma, space, and then we will interpolate name in here as well. Now, uh, one thing to note, though you use the colons here to set them up as keyword arguments, when you go to use these uh, variables inside the method body, you do not keep the colons there. You just refer to them just as the, um, the alpha alphabetical uh, characters of the uh, variable name. So let's go ahead and end our string here, and we'll do an end. Okay. So now we've got our save method redefined. I'm going to go up through our search history here again. Now let's start here. If Let's, let's see what happens if we try to call say uh, like this. So uh, here, if we try to call the same uh, method like this and pass in arguments how we've seen before, we see that Ruby throws an error. And it says that uh, wrong number of arguments given to expected zero. Um, so that can read kind of confusing. But what's happening here, if we finish reading the rest of this uh, bit of the message inside the parentheses here, we can see that it says required keywords, and it gives these two names of these arguments that we are uh, defining uh, that this method takes. So what this means is that when we go to call the same method, we need to use these keywords first and have them point to the values that we want them to refer to uh, inside the method body. So for example, we would say say, and then uh, we would open our parentheses and we would say greeting colon, and then we would say good morning. Okay, and then we need to do the same thing for the name argument. We would say name, colon, and then pass uh, the actual value that we want to use 
uh, or the, have the name uh, keyword argument refer to. So that in this case would be Colin, and then we'll do a closing parenthesis right here. And now if we hit enter, now we see that it behaves uh, just uh, as it did previously. Now the fun thing about this is that now, since we have to do this this way, this argument list uh, that we passed to the say method here is no longer order dependent. We can pass these in in any order that we want. So for example, if I just delete this bit here, oops, if I delete this bit, and then go to the beginning here and put name first. Uh, previously, we saw that um, our message that was uh, being outputted was backwards. But now that we're using keyword arguments, we can pass these in in any order, and we still get the same message how we would hope or expect to uh, have it output to our terminal. So this is a really great feature of Ruby, these keyword arguments, because it removes that dependency on the order of the arguments that need to be uh, passed to a method. Let's uh, bring back our say method here and we'll say greeting and uh, we'll just do how we did before, greeting and name. Now the way to set default values when you're using keyword arguments is uh, to simply, uh, like you do a hash, uh, set a value, a key value pair, kind of the same thing here. So we would say greeting, colon, space, and then uh, set the default uh, just like this. Oops. So in this case, let's say hello. And then we won't provide a default for name. And then we can just go ahead and do our puts. And we'll say greeting, comma, space, and then we'll interpolate name, end our string, end our method definition, hit enter. And then we can say say. And then if we just pass uh, just the name argument, so just name Colin, like this, and hit enter, we see that the default hello was used right here inside our uh, our when the uh, output of this uh, evaluator right here. If we pass in greeting again, we don't have to be in any uh, certain order anymore. So I can just do this at the end. Say greeting, good uh, morning, and hit enter. Now we see we we've overridden the default value that we set, and uh, the value that we pass in is used. Now, before we wrap up this introduction to methods in Ruby, let's talk about one more thing. Let's talk about return values from methods. Now, say we have a method that uh, whose body is like three or four lines uh, long. Whatever the last expression to be evaluated is, whatever the, re the result of that evaluation of that expression, that's what will be the return value from the method. So again, the last expression evaluated, evaluated the return value from that expression, that is what is returned from the methods. Um, so uh, as we see here, when we call our say method like this, and we pass our arguments, we do see, you know, printed to our terminal here, the message, but what is returned is nil. And remember, we spoke at the beginning of the video uh, about the return value from the puts method, it's nil. So puts is going to uh, like the print out this this code will be evaluated here the string all the proper values will be interpolated into the string it will print it out and then puts returns nil to us so that is the return value from this method so let's uh, clear our IRB session here uh, and hop into a new one and let's look at uh, some more uh, examples of return values here so let's just say uh, def some method for now right and then let's say inside this method we do a bunch of things we'll do like uh, two plus two, we won't print this code out. We'll just run this code. Um, we, we'll print a string out, maybe hello, right? 
And then let's do um, five times five as the last expression. And then let's end this method, okay? So we've defined some method. That's the name we gave to this method. If we go, when we go to call this, um, what we're going to see is that what is returned from this method is going to be the result of evaluating this last line of code here. So five times five evaluates to 25. That 25, integer 25, is going to be the return value from this method. Even though all this other code is going to run, uh, it, will, it will evaluate 2 plus 2. We're not going to see anything there because we didn't print out the result. We will see hello get uh, printed out to our terminal. And then we will see 5 times 5. We won't see it executed, but we'll get 25 as our return value. So let's go ahead and call some method here. So we called it some method. And we see that. It indeed, it printed out that hello, and then returned to us was 25. So what can be useful about this is that what we can do is we can say uh, some, we can make a local variable, let's say result equals some method, okay? So what's going to happen here is that whatever, so some method is going to be executed, this method is going to be called, and then the return value from this method is going to be assigned to this local variable result. So I'll hit enter on that. So we see that we get the hello printed and then we get 25 returned. Now if we call result and hit enter, we see it, it's got 25 to it. So then we, we could use result in some other code if we wanted to. You know, we could say uh, result times 100 and we get 2500. So it's important to know about uh, that methods return values by default there's an implicit return that happens and um, the implicit return is always going to be the last line of the method body that is evaluated but there are ways that you can uh, return different results from that you can use the explicit return keyword to return a value maybe based on a certain condition otherwise it will return another value so let's look at a quick example of that and we'll also see a new way to write a, an if conditional here um, which is called it's the modifier form so let's make a new method here and let's just say um, I don't know def check uh, check input maybe and let's have this take an argument and let's just say uh, it's a number so we'll say num will be our uh, argument name here and then inside here what we can do is we can say uh, return zero and then if num dot uh, nil question mark okay so uh, we haven't seen this nil question mark method yet it just checks to see if some object is nil we haven't talked about nil values really in Ruby but I mentioned in a previous video that there's only two values in Ruby that are false or false or not truthy or falsy, and those are false and nil. So uh, what we're going to do right here is we'll just return zero if uh, whatever comes if this number uh, or this num argument is nil. If this um, method returns true, then we are going to return zero. So and writing if this way at the end is called modifier form. And what's uh, cool and interesting about this is that you don't have to write the end keyword at the end here. Uh, whereas before when we were doing our if statements, we had to do like if num.nil.nil, and then we would say like return zero end like this, 
in the modifier form, we don't have to do that. So um, in most cases, if you're going to write a simple if statement like this with no else branch in it, typically you can use the modifier form and write as I showed you a moment ago and say, uh, for example, return zero if num dot nil like this. Okay. Oops. So that's the modifier form. You can write in, in uh, unless the same way. So you just re uh, replace if with unless. Works the same. It's just the same modifier form. And then um, the other thing. Uh, so now if, if num is nil, then we'll return zero from this. And then otherwise we can just say num. And we'll just return. Oh, I don't know why I hit that extra space there. We can just say num. And then we'll hit end to end off our method definition. So what's going to happen here is when we call check input, if we pass nil as an argument, for example, we should get zero returned back to us. Otherwise, it should return whatever we pass in uh, as the num argument here. So for example, let's check it out. Let's say check input and then let's pass it uh, seven. For example, we see that we get seven back. Now, if we do check input, Oops. check input and we pass nil in here we see that we get zero because this is going to return true because nil dot nil question mark is true nil is nil so therefore we get this return value and the way that that happened is by using this explicit return keyword here it caused our expression to end early or caused our uh, method body to exit early or return early um, and therefore returning zero to us uh, because zero is what we specified that we wanted returned if this condition was true. So this is where we're going to end our introduction to methods in Ruby. Uh, we will be seeing this a lot more as we progress through the remainder of uh, the learning path, both in this Ruby section and also through the Rails portion of the learning path as well. So as always, go practice in IRB, and I will see you in the next video.